and welcome, fellow human. My name is Zachary Stockhill, and you are listening to Humans in Love, a podcast that looks at culture, relationships, and personal development from unconventional perspectives. Join me as I dig into the question of how people like you and I might get more out of life and love. Thanks for being here. How are you doing, friends? Hope you're doing well. And today I am bringing you a solo episode of Humans in Love. And I want to talk a little bit about love and loss. But, you know, if, if you find that topic or that phrasing frightening, uh, I don't think this is a depressing, <laughs> I don't think this will be a depressing podcast, rather. But, you know, things like loss, things like grief, whether it's the death of a loved one or a breakup or whatever. These happen to all of us at one point or another, and I find that not enough people are willing to speak honestly about their experiences of, the, of those things. Particularly grief, I would say. I mean, you might have a different perspective, but in my view, there's very little just discussion about grief in our society, which is odd because it's you know as close to a universal experience as, as anything else in life. At some point, we will lose the things that we hold most dear to us, and how the hell are we going to deal with that, basically? So I've, I've dealt with a pretty high amount of loss in the past couple of years. I won't, uh, I won't go into all of the details, but suffice it to say, you know, the death of several loved ones in, in the past couple of years and, um, and a couple of pretty, pretty challenging breakups, you know, losing some, some pretty remarkable women in my life. And it, it's made me think a lot about love, <laughs> Perhaps that's that's not surprising given the you know given the name of this podcast and the nature of my interests more generally, but uh, it's made me reconsider a lot of the ways that I think about love, the ways that I conceptualize it. And one of the ways I've been thinking about love recently is summed up really well by uh, by Leonard Cohen. If you don't know, Leonard Cohen is, I believe, Canada's greatest poet slash songwriter, or he was anyway. He passed away a few years ago. Absolutely remarkable human being, songwriter, poet, artist. And he has a song called Ain't No Cure for Love. And the song, it's, it's, you could look at it and think that it's just a breakup song. You know, the, most of the lyrics involve him talking about how, you know, this woman, you know, someone important to him left him and, and how he's trying to deal with that. And, and the chorus is there ain't no cure for love. You know, you do what you can, try all, everything you can, but you can't escape that that feeling of, of really, you know, loving and wanting this person in your life. But the line that really got me, and you know when you have that experience where there's a song that you know, and you've maybe heard it 5,000 times before, but you never really get it until there's a certain moment or a certain experience in your life where maybe the lyrics or the performance really come into focus and they really resonate with you on a level that perhaps they hadn't, hadn't done before. And that happened to me not so long ago with this song, Ain't No Cure for Love, because there's a line in the song where he talks about, you know, it sounds like he's at his, his bottom. You know, he wanders into this empty church because he says he had nowhere else to go. When the sweetest voice he'd ever heard whispered to his soul. And the line is, I don't need to be forgiven for loving you so much. And that was the line that, that slayed me. 
he he nails it. I mean, he 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 puts it so succinctly, and there's so much packed into that one phrase. I don't need to be forgiven for loving you so much. And hopefully, I'll I'll try to explain what what I take from that line. You know, when we, when we love someone, let's say we're going through a breakup. You say in the, in the immediate aftermath of a breakup, when we're not feeling very good, and we're we're thinking of our beloved all the time, and we're really lamenting the fact that this person isn't in our life anymore. I think in many cases, there's kind of two things going on, two experiences. And these experiences can be related, can be closely related, can be linked, but they don't have to be. So on, on the one hand, there's the actual love for this person. You know, maybe you've built something together. Maybe, maybe you've built a life together. Maybe you have children together. Maybe you, you shared incredible experiences. And maybe you just deeply, deeply, deeply have a feeling of, of true and deep and rich love for this person. And at the same time, there's the experience of missing that person and and desperately wanting that person to be in your life again, you know, missing their smile or the way they speak or the way they touch you or just their company. So there's the love and there's the missing, um, or there's, there's, shall we say there's the love and there's the desire for that person. Now, the love doesn't have to, I I think some people look at this and they say that, that, you know, they try to they try to to ignore their love for this person, or they try to drown it, or they try to distract themselves with with alcohol, or with other women, or other men, or drugs, or just mindless distractions, whether it's through work or through you know whatever. But you know, Alan Watts has this great line about love that when you try to deny or suppress your love, that energy has to go somewhere, and it will manifest itself in all kinds of different ways that you probably never saw coming. So basically it's up to us. We have to do something with that love. And at the same time as we're experiencing that, there's this intense desire, this clinging, you know, this, this suffering really, that, that we just really miss this person. We want them in our life. And so to deal with the, the second element, the desire, the clinging, the, the attachment, the, the craving for this person, we try to deny the love. But you don't have to do that. And I think, I think that's what Leonard's getting at with that line in that song. We can love the person who's out of our life just as much, even though maybe they're not in our lives anymore. Maybe we don't see them anymore. Maybe we're not talking to them. Maybe we don't you know, have day-to-day contact with them. Maybe they're our ex-wife or ex-girlfriend or ex-husband or ex-boyfriend, whatever. Maybe they've done horrible things to us, whatever. But you know that love, we can still love them, even if we aren't with them anymore. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's actually something really beautiful about that kind of love that is just completely with zero expectations, you know? I love this person so much, even though they screwed me over, or even though they're not in my life anymore, or even though I made all these mistakes with them that I regret, or, I mean, you know, go down the line. That love is still there, and that's okay. We don't need to be forgiven for loving someone that much, even if that person isn't in our life anymore. And there's, there's, it, for me, I find it a really refreshing way to look at this whole experience because I think when you go into that place of not the, not the desire, not the clinging, and not the, the fragile ego bit of missing someone, when you just devote more time and attention to the experience of just truly loving that person, for me, the overwhelming thing that comes up is gratitude, focusing on what we had rather than what we lost. So I'll give you an example. And this is still difficult for me to talk about, but um, so my mother died a couple of years ago. 
for some time after that, I was really angry. And even as I'm sitting here talking to you today, I'm still angry. You know, that, that anger still comes up in some ways. You know, there's this anger of, at God or whoever. How dare you take this incredible woman away from me? And relatively young, you know, I was 29 when she, when she passed away. And I would have all kinds of, I mean, this is not pleasant to, uh, to admit, but I would have all kinds of thoughts. You know, I, I remember being on an airplane and seeing other women around my mom's age and thinking, well, why not them? You know, why would you take my mother? And there's a real kind of victim mentality there and a real woe is me and, and a real just anger and rage inside of me. But I think what really helped me get through that experience, through focusing on just the love that my mother gave me, the overwhelming thing that started to override and overtake the anger that I felt was just the gratitude because I had an absolutely incredible mother for 29 years. And how many people in the world are not that lucky? How many people are orphans or how many people have toxic or abusive parents or, I mean, how many people in the world, unfortunately, have never experienced that kind of love? And wow, I got to experience that for 29 years. That's pretty remarkable. That makes me a really lucky guy. And, you know, as I say that, I am certainly not successful in thinking that way all of the time. In fact, I have frequent moments still where, where the grief is, comes to the forefront and I'm tempted to, to get angry and all the rest. But what helps me more than anything else with, with the grief and with the pain and with the loss of my mother or anyone who I've lost in recent years, it's, it's the feeling of gratitude. Like, wow, I'm a lucky man. Look at these incredible people, these incredible women who've come into my life. Like, look at the love that I experienced. Wow. You know, and that's, that's way more powerful and it's, and it's way, way healthier, I think, to focus on rather than the missing of those people, rather than focusing on the fact that the, those connections ended or I lost this person, you know, focusing on the fact that I'm so glad that I had them. I don't need to be forgiven for loving anyone that much. So that's my little spiel on, uh, on love and loss and Leonard Cohen. And thank you. Thank you for listening to this. It's, uh, again, it's a new format for me. I'm not entirely used to doing them, these podcasts this way, but if there's more interest, I'll keep doing them. So thanks as always for listening and I'll talk to you again very soon. you enjoyed today's episode of Humans in Love. If you'd like to learn more about my guests, my work, or you'd like to listen to back episodes of the podcast, please visit humansinlove.com. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to Humans in Love using your podcast app of choice. If you're a fan of Humans in Love and you'd like to help keep the show going and help me spread the word, please take 30 seconds out of your day to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. Before I let you go, remember that life is short, so let's make it count. And thank you, as always, for your listenership and support. I'll talk to you again very soon.